It's Two Girls, One Broadcast. Hosted by Jack and Katie. In my mind, there was never a doubt that I was going to get better. You know what? Life is so short. You might as well just go ahead and do this and go for it. Be okay with disagreeing with each other. Yes. But understanding why everyone has different opinions. This is a podcast focusing on relationships, sex, wellness, and spirituality. Welcome back. It's Welcome. Two Girls, One Broadcast. You are here with Jack and Katie. <laughs> Katie didn't know where she was going with that. You guys, we are in straight up food comas. Like, yeah. We done fucked up. So we I got off and I worked a night shift last night. Woke up today at 3 p.m. <laughs> I also worked out at like 1 a.m. Yeah. During my shift. Craziness. I overdid it a little bit. This is what I do. I like don't work out for weeks at a time and then I like go buck in the gym and then I, I literally woke up this morning and I had fallen asleep with my arms up in the air so they were asleep and my back hurts and my legs hurt and I was like, I can't move my body. Oh my God. It, that just reminded me last night. I remember waking up in the night and trying to like turn myself over because I'm quite like a thrasher when I sleep, which I'm sure you know, <laughs> but I thrash a lot. So like I got up to like physically turn myself and I put my elbow down and I completely crumbled <laughs> because my arm was fully asleep mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god I just tried to turn over with a fully asleep arm and I just like fell mm-hmm. this is quite redonkulous I, I laughed at myself all the time this is an old old me thing though because oh. like I never had this happen when I was younger yeah and now it's like if I sleep wrong my shoulder will hurt for a week I'm like welcome to 30 <laughs> I got no pillows though and I think those did not make my arms fall asleep, which was oh, wicked. Yeah. I really need to get new pillows. They're hard, though. I don't even know where my pillows are from. I just know that I have pillows. I don't think I've ever bought any in my entire life. I don't know where they've come from. Oh, God. Okay. As usual, we'd like to start out with um, a dream roundup. Because Jack, me, has been having interesting dreams again. Yeah. I texted her today when we were trying to plan the episode. And I was like, oh, we should talk about dreams. Have you had any crazy ones lately that we haven't talked about? She's like, oh, yes. Yeah. So here we go. I don't even know what she's going to tell us. Um, No, I think I did tell you. Oh. I don't remember. Anyways. So. Oh, you have a full ass note of your dreams? Yeah. Oh, shit. Anyways, I had a dream that I was marrying my ex-boyfriend. And I wrote this down. And in commas, I put what? <laughs> and he was like not invested into the wedding at all and it felt so forced on both our ends and then all his grooms were grooms were ready to go none of the bridesmaids were my cousin was upstairs apparently there was a library in where we were she was doing school don't know why she'd be doing school she's not <laughs> and she didn't even want to attend uh the ceremony Aww. was interrupted and there was a break and people were they just like didn't care and then i found someone sick in the bathroom and he grabbed my butt and it was finn from star wars and then oh, i woke shit. up it was bizarre Okay, that's so weird because I had a dream the other day and it was like a redo of my actual wedding that I had in case you guys haven't listened from the beginning. I have been married once before and my wedding was um, a slight shit show and my dream was also a major shit show. We were like getting married in like an Irish bar and like everyone was like eating and we were like, yo, we're going to like get married now, but we're like finishing eating. <laughs> like it was just a fucking debacle. And then I had another one. I was in the hospital did I tell you this one? I don't think so. And I was so drugged up and had no idea what was going on. And then work people were coming to try and get work stuff from me. And I was like, <laughs> what the actual fuck? And I was using a walker to try and get down the stairs. And then this hot nurse came to try and help me. And I think I fell. Oh, I had fallen. And then that's why he came to help me. Were you old? No, I was oh me. God. Yeah. 
and um then he slipped me his number and i was like uh and then i like somehow made my way back to my hospital bed and like my boyfriend was sitting out there and but like wasn't really seeing me it was very bizarre he was just like kind of sitting out the room and then the nurse came in the room the hot nurse and i was like oh hi this is my boyfriend and he was so sad and i was just so loopy like it was yeah i think i woke up after that but i was like what the fuck and then i told my boyfriend about it (laughs) and he was like that dream nurse is about to get beat up and i was like well i mean i told him that i had a boyfriend it was not like i was gonna do anything about it but it was a dream it was very bizarre interesting i know i didn't really google i don't really know how to analyze that one maybe yeah. just like the portion of me being in the hospital yeah. i don't know interesting yeah i also had a dream last night that i was like with my parents and it was there was all these people and we were like some sort of like anarchist group that were trying to overthrow the government oh. but i was also getting prepared to do a christmas concert <laughs> <laughs> well you have been looking into singing lessons so that might be why i know i wonder if that is it also my outfit was trash in that dream like i woke up and i was like what the fuck i was wearing a white tank top and a white blazer like i would fucking never (laughs) and then i put on a skirt and it was see-through and then one of my ex-boyfriends came into the room and i was like no no you don't get to see this anymore oh my god disturbed my brain yeah i don't really i don't know man so in non-two girls fashion our (laughs) note for planning this episode has literally three lines written Mm -hmm. very very prepared yeah we are Yes. I'm pretty prepared. Yeah. We're going to talk to you about love languages today. Mm-hmm. So we've briefly talked about it. Yeah. We've in gone like through very, like... very early episodes. Yeah. But it was mostly just like what ours are. Mm-hmm. And that was about it, I think. Yeah. So yeah. I found... Shit. I should actually figure out who to give credit to for these beautiful resources. Yeah. Okay. We'll so I'll just start. Okay. While, I while you're doing that. this shit up on yeah. Tip twitter and um so my or this is the order from top to bottom so nine words of affirmation eight acts of service eight quality time so those two are um at the same and then five is physical touch and then zero is receiving gifts yo that's so funny so i was quite shocked about this honestly because i thought i was a physical touch person um but i mean i guess the results don't lie hey So I guess words of affirmation are mine and I can kind of like look back to some of my relationships and be like, yes, I can see why I value this because like there Mm -hmm. have been times where like I'll do stuff and I'm just just not appreciated at all. And so I can see why words of affirmation would be important to me. And um, that was communicated to the current boyfriend and he does nothing but make sure that I'm appreciated, which is very nice. Um, So the things that Katie found basically talk about each of the love languages Mm -hmm. and things to try and things to avoid if if it's your partner's love language yeah okay so i found it it's grow girl on instagram so it's g-r-o-w-g-r-l she made this little it's really cute little infographic yeah yeah so mine we're fairly similar i think my number one is physical touch so i got 10 points on physical touch uh words of affirmation is nine quality time is seven acts of service is four and then receiving gifts is also zero yeah which i was talking to my mom about and she was like you used to love getting gifts when you were little and i'm like i don't know at some point in my anxious growing up landness, getting changed. gifts is like very anxiety inducing for me yeah i don't know well i think maybe because like you have to react right and like what if it's something yeah. you don't like or like 
It is awkward. Like, a lot of people don't like opening gifts in front of mm-hmm. other people. I'm not a huge fan of it. I also don't really like to be sung to. Maybe they go <laughs> hand in yeah. hand. I don't really know. It, what's interesting is we should do this other quiz at some point. It's like you have a love language in the way that you like to be shown love, but then you also have love languages in the way that you show love yourself. Mm-hmm. And I love giving gifts. Mm-hmm. So that must be way higher for me in giving, which is interesting. Yeah. And it was also interesting to think about because words of affirmation is so high for me, but especially in my younger relationships, I was very bad about giving feedback to partners. Like mm-hmm. I didn't really say a lot. Like I'd say like, I love you and whatever, but it was not really something that I was conscious of. And I've been with a couple partners now who I could tell that words of affirmation were very, very important to them. So it's become something that I'm a lot more, like I think about it more on like the day to day because I think that a lot of people really miss that. Yeah. So I would agree. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in talking about that, I'll start with words of affirmation since that's my top one. Mm -hmm. So for people who have this as their love language or their partner's love language, try uh, leaving encouraging notes, creating a playlist of songs that remind you of them, sharing sentiments for your partner's successes and struggles, complimenting them, and words of appreciation. So that's mm-hmm. that's mine is like yeah. appreciating the things I do for you. And um, I really like the like sharing sentiments for your partner's success and struggles. Like I often say to my partner like, your like losses and struggles are mine Mm -hmm. and that could just be like the empath in me but um like feeling those with them and acknowledging it and making them aware that like you're there for them through Mm -hmm. your words and then it says to avoid assuming that they know how loved they are I think that is big like and I think a lot of us fall into this trap especially in long-term relationships mm-hmm. it's almost like this stuff becomes taken for granted yeah like you should just know how much I love you and like yeah. that's not that's not the case if they need to hear that you love them mm-hmm. um, assuming that they know you are proud of them also another thing mm-hmm. um, emotionally harsh words and not recognizing or appreciating their efforts I mean, a little bit can go a long way for somebody who likes words of affirmation. So just like sharing how much you appreciate the things that they do for you, even if it's like, oh, you packed my lunch for me or, oh, you made sure I got up in the morning on time. Like those aren't big things, but they're things that people appreciate in their partner. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I love like the specificity. Yeah. (laughs) Specificity. Specificity. I'm so tired. Um. (laughs) Yeah, like giving very specific words of affirmation about like specific things you notice or specific Mm -hmm. things you remember. Like there's nothing better than like an offhanded comment in a conversation and them remembering it like weeks or months down the line Mm -hmm. and being like, oh yeah, I remember you saying this before. Like even something like that, it just shows that like they care about what you say or they care about what you do and they remember it and they're paying attention. Like that stuff means a lot. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking, I said pack a lunch. I think that'd be more of an acts of service thing, but... But then the words of affirmation yeah. would be like the way that they're giving it back. Lunch, yeah, so it's totally, it's yeah. both. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, that's the thing is a lot of these kind of go together. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing is like most of us, like we're going to have at least a couple that are higher up on the list. Yeah. Um. So my top one is physical touch, which is interesting because I don't think that I used to be like this. That's the thing too with these is they can kind of change as you grow older and like as you've gone through different relationships. Like I never even used to be a hugger. <laughs> Like, I would never really, like, hug my friends when I was younger because I was just very awkward and, like, shy. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, like, cuddling Jack every chance I get. 
she was tickling my feet before we recorded this episode i'd just like to share with everyone and i was like i'm in heaven (laughs) so it says try offering massages little baby Mm -hmm. uh initiating intimacy making hugs a habit non-sexual touch that reminds them of your presence and putting your arm around them or embracing them so the non-sexual touch thing is so huge for me like if you're sitting together on the couch like I just think back to the past relationships and thinking of instances like you're sitting on the couch and you're just both kind of like sitting there. And I had one partner where I would always want to like put my legs on him or like lay on him or like do stuff like that. And it would like annoy the shit out of him. Like he hated it. And I was just like, I want to be close to you. Like I want to like oh god be touching yeah i'm like that big time yeah yeah so it's just interesting uh it says avoid long periods without intimacy coldly giving affection or waiting for your partner to express their desire for physical affection and i also am guilty of this too like i always expect partners to like initiate intimacy Mm -hmm. in a lot of relationships and then i did have a relationship where the guy wasn't a big initiator and i was able to kind of like flip that and i was the initiator just because I knew that, like, he needed me to do that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's interesting to see, like, dynamics change between every relationship, yeah, really. Yeah, they absolutely do. And the things that you do for them are different. Yeah. And what they like to receive and mm-hmm. how they give, things like that. Like, it definitely changes. Yeah. And um, I think the message in, like, talking about all of this isn't that, like, you don't have to, like, cater to your every partner's whims and wishes and, like, suck their dick metaphorically and physically <laughs> speaking all the time just to like make them happy but it is nice to kind of be aware of like the things that really really hold value to them and like think about those things and try to incorporate them into the relationship just to show them like you genuinely love them and care for them and you want them to be fulfilled mm-hmm. yeah that last one um avoiding having the other person initiate i think that's mm-hmm. like that can be a big killer in relationships yeah and like if you don't talk about it it doesn't get anywhere and like Mm -hmm. I used to be like that too like I was not an initiator Mm -hmm, at all yeah or like they would initiate and be like I'm tired and like sometimes yes that's Mm -hmm. fine but like the constant like I'm tired like I can think back and be like I would say I had a headache so many times yeah and I did not but I I was like I'm not into it but like right away I should have known that that like was a big red flag for Mm -hmm. myself that I wasn't into it but like these kinds of things can also help you realize if you're into your partner and what is happening and like sometimes you can come back from that like yeah I don't want to have sex right now Mm -hmm. you can come back from it but I wasn't really able to when I'm thinking about this specific one so yeah I think in like very specific instances where like your feelings are hurt you guys are you've just had a fight or something like that it's kind of natural to be a little bit more withdrawn and maybe not want that intimacy Mm -hmm. but those are the kind of things if they're like a one-off situation you should be able to rebound for i think it's once you get to that point where it's like i really don't ever want to be intimate with this person or like Mm -hmm. i only want to be intimate with them if i've had three glasses of wine Mm -hmm. yeah and that's definitely to reflect on i've said that before in this podcast this is always how i know that a relationship is ending because i don't want to sleep with them anymore yeah and i've been i've totally made excuses yeah and like especially if physical touch is one of your love languages Mm -hmm. you know the fact that you don't want to give it or receive it is no matter what it is not just sex but like big indicator yeah for sure yeah all right so my next one was acts of service so if your partner's love language is acts of service try showing rather than telling Mm -hmm. always actions speak way louder than words in that Mm -hmm. situation Uh, following through with what you say you will do that's a big one for me Mm -hmm. assisting with stressful or time-consuming tasks 
looking for small ways to help them. Example, cooking for them, running a bath, paying for gas. And last one, being spontaneous. Example, surprising them at work with flowers. So yeah, like the the being spontaneous thing, like that could just be like bringing them a coffee to work or... yeah. Yeah, like it doesn't have to be huge. Um, but the assisting with stressful or time-consuming tasks, mm-hmm. like cleaning the house, you know, like don't watch me clean the house every week and you know how long it takes me. Like do it with me. Mm-hmm. You live here too and it will take half the time and then we can do something or together, even if right? I, like, Even if you get home before me and I come home and you've cleaned the kitchen or you've like mm-hmm. cleaned one of the bathrooms, like mm-hmm. I... I think that a lot of the time, like, I end up doing, like, the inside housework, and then the guy will end up doing the outside housework just because, like, if I try and mow the lawn, I'm going to cut my foot off. <laughs> so I'm fine with that. But it just, it, it's nice to just, like, do something as, like, a show. It's, like, a good faith thing, basically. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I don't know. I think that means a lot. And, yeah, yeah, acts of service is pretty low for me, but I always talk about how I had an ex that would always pump my gas for me, and I loved that so much because mm-hmm. I fucking hate getting gas. I don't know what it is. I do, too. And he knew that I hated getting gas, so he would always just fill my gas up, gas tank up for me. Yeah. I'm like... Yeah, I love that. Yep. So then for if your partner's love language is acts of service, avoid ignoring requests for help, not following through being closed-minded like feeding into gender-based stereotypes when it comes to tasks there you go baby and so what i'm saying like yeah a lot of time in the relationships i end up doing the inside stuff and they end up doing the outside stuff but it's like if it was ever like expected of me fuck if i ever found myself in one of those relationships where the guy like came home from work and he's like what you don't have dinner on the table for me oh Get the yeah fuck out of my house <laughs> go make me a sandwich bitch yeah, um, or yeah, not. Yeah, um, I'll cut you. Mm-hmm. How about that? I'll go get the bread knife and we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, my, the next one is quality time. So if your partner's love language is quality time, you can try being mentally present when you're with them, making plans to explore new places, uninterrupted time, so putting away your phone, creating small moments to connect, and quality and deep conversation. I find it interesting. This is like my third one from the top. Mm-hmm. And I like having a lot of space to myself. Like I don't need to be like suffocated by somebody's personal presence in my face all the time. Mm-hmm. But like when I do have time with somebody, I want it to be quality time. Mm-hmm. So quality time is third for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's equal to acts of service. And yeah. that one, I think for me, like they are equal. Like when I think yeah. about it, I'm like, yeah, like I love being with my person mm-hmm. all the time. And um I like when they help me with things or like do things for me they know I don't want to do. So it's yep. interesting that like you just like you go through these questions when you're doing the love language test and like you're thinking about it, but like you don't really think about the big picture. And so like yeah. once you get the results, you're like, holy shit, this actually is mm-hmm. right when you sit down and think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess if you're listening to this and you haven't done this quiz, you can just go online. And you can Google the love languages quiz. Mm-hmm. There's a book, too, which I own. <laughs> There's a whole thing. But yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so if your partner's love language is quality time, it says to avoid being distracted when you are with them, viewing your partner as needy, complaining about time spent together or preparing for other engagements when you're together. And I think that's the biggest thing is it's just like if you're with somebody, actually be present. Don't just be physically present. Be like emotionally present. Actually make them feel like you're trying to be connected with them while you guys are spending time together yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah i would agree so uh the last one is the gifts one so this one for me is like obviously it's a zero as i said so if your partner's love language is receiving gifts which there are people out there mm-hmm. who love receiving gifts and that's totally great try thoughtfulness and gift giving 
souvenirs when you travel without them, gifts that symbolize moments, experiences, or feelings, small reminders or tokens when they don't feel their best, and being intentional on holidays, especially their birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say those are really good reminders. Um, I like to just like give those little thoughtful gifts here and there. Like I'm not, I will say I'm not great at like gifts that symbolize moments, experiences, or feelings, like really trying to be like methodical in the type of gift that I give. Like Mm -hmm. that's hard for me because a lot of times I'm just used to like giving like a watch or something, right? Like the things that are just easy go-tos that you know they would like, but Mm -hmm. you're just like not really sure where else to get them. Whereas like now my boyfriend hates getting gifts and like that's hard for me because like he's not going to need the things that I normally would give to a partner and he likes more of the like thoughtful things and Mm -hmm. like yeah so it's it's tricky yeah yeah I think that's something too that I've become a lot more aware of as I've gotten older is like you really I think about like Christmas gifts all year and like people's birthday gifts like I'm always trying to think of stuff and like remember things that people have said like people will always give you offhanded comments like oh I really like that or oh I've always wanted that Mm -hmm. or like if you know somebody likes something like maybe they like Star Wars (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then like you go on Etsy and find something cool and handmade like there's so many ways that you can give gifts that aren't necessarily like the most expensive or flashiest thing but it like shows them that you actually know them Mm -hmm. and this is where I think that receiving gifts really ties into like an acts of service kind of thing and Mm -hmm. it ties into like just showing them that you have like a deeper connection Mm -hmm. it's not just like I want something with diamonds in it like yeah it's like showing them that they you really know them yeah for sure and then so if your partner's love language is receiving gifts try to avoid forgetting special occasions materialism gifts are not about the cost Mm -hmm. and giving gifts without love or out of duty so just doing it because you feel like you have to like Mm -hmm. that's not a loving gift that Mm -hmm. you're giving I do love um like when you get married every year is like a certain thing so you have like your paper and your tin and your gold and all those kind of things Mm -hmm. I love seeing the stuff like the really really creative stuff that people will give to each other for those it's so funny because I did not make it to my first wedding anniversary, but I knew what I was going to get him if I did. Oh, your one is paper. So I was going to get the sheet music for our wedding song printed on like a piece of like birch bark or something like that mm-hmm. and like frame that and have that. So yeah, I don't know. There's just like oh, that's so cute. many cool, cute, sweet things. What are the things you're talking about? I've never heard of it. Oh yeah. So like every anniversary is like a certain thing. So like one year is paper and then I think like it goes all the way up to like there's like a gold anniversary there's like a platinum anniversary mm-hmm. diamond like whatever. the five ten yeah but like yeah. every single year actually has something here I oh think interesting okay i think doing the love language quiz is beneficial and like doing it for yourself and then getting your partner to yeah it, and then and screenshot then that it. shit and exchange yeah. it yeah um I mean, these are from when I was single, so I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Katie was saying that it probably shouldn't make too much of a difference, but it'd be interesting for me to do it again because this, these results are from December 2019. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see now that I have been in a relationship for a significant amount of months that, um, if it's changed or not. Yeah. And yeah, like there's two different quizzes 
Mm-hmm. So like there's one for if you're single and one for if you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think if I had done this quiz before I had been in a relationship at all, acts of service and words of affirmation probably would have been a lot lower because I had never experienced a relationship where those were lacking. And therefore, mm-hmm. like I didn't understand how important they were to me. Mm-hmm. So I think especially once you're in like your mid to late 20s doing this, I think can be very eye opening. Oh, for so sure. I found a list. It's like first year's paper, second year's cotton, third year's leather, fourth year's fruit and flowers. So like oh. every year has like a theme and then oh, so you can just kind of like look for something that's kind of like special for you guys commemorative for yeah. like your guys's time and together. then do that as a gift, gift. So yeah oh. i love that yeah tenth is tin like what the fuck are you gonna do with that <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> but yeah okay, interesting cool. yeah i like it awesome so um we have great news yes Merc- hallelujah mercury retrograde is over <laughs> for now yeah i'm sure there's another retrograde coming there's like several a year but for now it's over yeah so your communication should just be totally fine everything should be back to normal you're good you're you're good to go you're gucci and uh no blaming it on mercury anymore it's now your fault yeah so funny one of our listeners (laughs) sent us both a meme yeah and she was like i feel like you would like this and it's basically like mercury retrograde is over so everything is your own fault now like yes thank you I mean, in the truth of reality, we should not have been blaming it on Mercury, but I know I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that too. It was so funny because Steve, our regular guest, was messaging us. He sent us this message and it was like making fun of astrology. He's like, did I do it right? Did I do it right? Did I astrology? Yeah. Did I astrology? <laughs> and then he was like commenting on one of our posts about how Mercury was oh almost over and he was like Mm -hmm. oh it's almost over eye roll face and then him and i kind (laughs) of got into it in the comments and katie pops in and she's like guys don't fight it's mercury retrogrades fault it's making you (laughs) legit yeah all right there's something else that i wanted to talk about in your little astrology but i can't fucking find the post it's about chiron oh yeah okay which i don't even like Okay, so Mercury retrograde is over, Mm -hmm. but Chiron is retrograde right now. Okay. Chiron is not actually a planet. It's a comet. But this comet has a very unique and erratic orbit. I'm reading off Cafe Astrology right now. Um, In the natal chart, Chiron is symbolized by the wounded healer. It represents our deepest wound and our efforts to heal the wound. So Chiron in our natal charts points to where we have healing powers as a result of our own deep spiritual wounds. We may overcompensate in these areas of life. And Chiron, as a wounded healer, first must face first must face issues of low self-worth and feelings of inadequacy and learn to rise above these issues because the wound goes deep and we may work hard to overcome the wound. Healing powers are potent. So when something is retrograde, it's called like a shadow period, basically. Mm-hmm. So there are lots of negatives that can come up in these shadow periods and you might feel certain things deeper depending on which planet is retrograde or comet or whatever. But it's also a time for you to really address these. Like you're going to feel feelings deeply, but this is the time to really let yourself feel them and push through them to work on things and fix things and heal things. Mm. Yeah. So, so right now the retrograde is in Aries. So trauma will be pushing themes surrounding your appearance and the way you show up in this world. The inability to truly trust or be confident in who you really are. The inauthentic sense of security. Why can I not read lately? Normally I'm just like, yeah, bitch. I read anything. I got this. The last two weeks I'm just like. Ah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so too much of things that aren't good for you. Why do you trust the knowledge of others but yourself? 
addressing the burn you felt by teachers or spiritual or religious leaders, feeling stuck, stagnant, etc. This transit will be affecting the one with Aries placements the hardest and other cardinal signs, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn feeling the effects deeply as well. Interesting. I know. Hmm. Yeah. So could be a good thing. So one shadow period has ended and another has begun. Yeah. But yeah, I think that there's a lot of worldwide trauma right mm-hmm. now that people are trying to address and push through and fix and heal from. Mm-hmm. So we've said like 2020 astrologically is a fuck show. It's legit. But I really, really, really have hope that like we're going to come out of this year and really, really necessary things are going to have been addressed and hopefully start working towards a better world. <laughs> yeah. But I do think in these times of retrograde, like, it's really easy to be like, okay, everything's going to be a shit show and yeah. like, we're just going to blame it on that. But, like, there are things you can learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. And, like, that talks about healing things, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't even have to be about, like, the worldwide stuff that's going on. Like, it yeah, can be your about personal something that you're dealing with. Yeah. Like, you know, just time to think about things and think about if you want that to affect you or not. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you know, um, we were on the phone a few days ago with uh, a friend and um, the constant struggle at our age is feeling like we have to be with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's very much like I try and encourage the mindset of like, they are not worried about you. So if it's somebody you've gone on a date with, you're like, mm-hmm. oh shit, that was good. And then you haven't heard from them. And then you're just sulking over it. And you're like, I don't get it. I don't know what went wrong. Most of the time, you're not going to find out what went wrong. Yeah. Or what went wrong. See, I can't talk either. <laughs> and what I think like is to take the time you need. So like a night and be like, fuck, this blows. Yeah, let yourself wallow. I hate men. Feel Whatever. Yeah. Feel mm-hmm. what you need to feel and like let it go. Because if you think about what they're doing, it's probably not wallowing over the fact that that date Mm-hmm. is not working for them or whatever right like yeah and that takes time it's not something that you just are able to do if you don't if it doesn't come naturally to you yeah it's a practice like anything yeah. else yeah i saw a really cool tiktok my tiktok feed has changed so drastically over the past couple of weeks because i've started liking more stuff about like self-help and like posts from like psychologists and stuff like that and my feed has totally changed i'm still getting funny videos and dancing videos and stuff but there's a ton of other stuff that's mm-hmm. coming on my Mine feed too. which is really cool mm-hmm. and one girl was talking about emotion and emotion itself is a chemical reaction in your brain and the chemical reaction takes 60 to 90 seconds and then it's done so everything that you feel past a minute and a half is your thought process the emotion mm. is done but the reason that you're feeling that emotion continue is because of your thought process. Yeah. So you have to break it. You have to break it. Yeah. So that's the thing is like you take the time that you need to really feel those feelings. Don't try and push them down because they're going to come back and they're mm-hmm. probably going to be worse. And then you have to consciously choose to work past it. Yeah. And I'm such a huge proponent of the fact that like you, no one else is going to ever complete you. You have to be okay to be on your own before you're going to be able to find somebody else who's complementary to your personality and your lifestyle and your soul yeah. and have it actually work. Like how many times have I been like, I just want to be friend. Mm-hmm. And those are the times when no one fucking wants to date me because I am not ready to have someone. I need to be okay in myself. And I swear, like I took, I've sp- said this a million times on this podcast too, but I took a year to be single and I was like, I'm never going to have a connection with anybody anymore. But I was like, I just don't fucking care. I'm going to focus on myself. Mm-hmm. And then I met somebody. Yeah. And I think to just tie on to that, like, there's a lot of things in your life to be grateful for. And mm-hmm. it's just the stigma that's been placed. Like, oh, we need to, like, be with someone by the time we're 30. I'm just using this as an example. You know, like, we have to be thinking about if we're going to have kids. Like, I even find myself there. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in my late 30s having my first kid. But, mm-hmm. like... 
that's me, right? Like that there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that may still be what happens. And I will have to just accept that because Mm -hmm. if that means having a kid, then great. I guess I'm having my kid when I'm 38. Like, you know, there's a lot of things that you can just kind of like see for yourself that may not happen and you kind of have to be okay with just adapting to them. Yeah. Like there's a huge difference between like what you truly want in your heart and what society is telling you you exactly, should have. Exactly. So and that's like if thing. you have a good job, um, you have your own house or like mm-hmm. even if you're renting with someone, like you still have a roof over your head. You're able to afford renting a nice place, like a place that keeps you warm, a place that does what it needs to do for mm-hmm. you. Like you can afford groceries. Like there's so many things to be positive and happy about in your life other than having a partner like that's not what life is about like there are people out there that are so happy and they don't have a partner yes exactly and that's okay and I think like yes if you want one great it will happen for you one day Mm -hmm. it may just not be on your timeline or what society thinks your timeline should be yeah and the whole timeline thing is bullshit anyway like if you start dating someone Everyone's going to be like, well, when are you getting engaged? Mm -hmm. And then you get engaged. Well, when are you getting married? And Mm -hmm. then if you get married, well, when are you buying a house? When are you having kids? When are you having your second kid? Like it never fucking stops. So you just have to at some point be like, I don't fucking care what anybody else thinks that I need or I should have. Absolutely. It's up to me. And I think that's something that I've come to terms with as I've gotten older too, is the fact that like, I'm going to be happy with my life no matter what it looks like. I genuinely want children in my life. If something happens down the line that like, I don't meet a partner that I want to have kids with by the time that I'm like too old to safely have kids. Fine. I can foster kids. I can adopt kids. Like there are a million ways that I can make this life fulfilling in a way that feels right to me Mm -hmm. without it necessarily following like this standard timeline that it seems like you're pushed to follow. Yeah. So I'm just here to say like, fuck that timeline. Yep. You do you boo boo Mm -hmm. and you find the timeline that works for you. Yeah. And don't let other people make you think otherwise. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Maybe you don't even want to fucking get married. Maybe you don't yeah. want to have kids. Yeah. It's literally up to you. Yeah, it is. So don't let society tell you otherwise. Yeah. Or your parents. Or your partner's parents. Oh, God. Especially parents. <laughs> yeah. Especially parents. Yeah. All right. Well, uh-huh. we are trying something new. Mm-hmm. we're gonna do a little bit shorter format podcast we are to see if it makes a difference because we'd like to get our numbers up a bit um while still reaching some good content for you guys so forgive us while we try and work this little balance out and figure out yeah. what works for us uh who knows we may end up back at the one hour mark yeah but might, this is what we're saying like yeah we might start putting change. out more bonus episodes we yeah, don't know we don't know so we're, we're just, just trying to it. see what works best for our audience and because we have a consistent base of listeners that don't really give us very much feedback. We're trying to figure it out on our own. <laughs> we love, we you, love guys, you guys anyways. But like, please but, please yeah. tell us what you want. <laughs> yeah. So if, you know, we're going to try and keep it between like the 30 to 45 minute mark now, mm-hmm. um, at least probably for like the next month, month and a half, just yeah. to like see, see if we can get goes. a groove and see if it makes a difference. Um, podcasts can be a big time commitment. I know. Yes. I find myself taking, you know, more than one day to listen to a longer podcast. So um maybe this will ensure that like you can just kind of listen and yeah it's totally. over and done with and you're still getting some good content so definitely let us know if you prefer this timeline mm-hmm. time length i guess um and if you have any other suggestions let us know yeah keep the suggestions coming mm-hmm. if you guys have anything you want to hear us talk about or guests that you think that we should have on mm-hmm. we have a couple of very exciting guests lined up for the next few weeks yes which i'm gonna be really happy to have you guys here yeah absolutely. there might be an accent on here you never know. 
all right love love a man with an accent all right we love you guys so much yes please follow rate review do all the things rate and review please 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 it really does help us especially because we are very itty bitty yeah so very small (laughs) one review (laughs) makes a big difference yes it does (laughs) all right right, we love you guys take care of yourselves we love you happy tuesday (laughs) yeah go to therapy we'll see you next tuesday see you next tuesday bye tacos (laughs) 